Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is UFC bantamweight contender Jimmy Altera Rivera. Jimmy, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. It's always a pleasure. Obviously, last time you were on the show, we talked all about the mentality and the mindset of a winner. And uh, since last time we talked, man, you got your first UFC Fight of the Night bonus. You went toe-to-toe with Yuri Alcantara. I mean, first of all, how did it feel to fight at home and, and get that performance of the night bonus, that fight of the night bonus, might I say? Um, to fight at home was unbelievable. The crowd was it was so loud. And to get the fight of the night bonus is always obviously a great thing. And she was like all that hard work you put in really, really paid off. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, in the pre-fight, you made a quote that said, the will to win is not as important as the will to prepare to win. And, man, that really stuck with me. Can you talk a little bit about that for me? Uh, yeah, um, it's just something that, you know, I've always been really disciplined from doing the martial arts as a young kid. And something one of my captains said when I was in high school, uh, when I wrestled in high school, and it kind of stuck with me that it's really important to prepare yourself for what you have coming up, whether it's life, whether it's work, whether it's, about to, you know, get in the cage and fight someone. And, you know, I always keep that in the back of my mind that, like, I got to make sure I got to train. I got to do everything I can so when I go in that cage, I have no doubts at all, and I'm going to get my best out there. Absolutely, man. And, you know, obviously your record, you know, speaks for itself, 19-1. and You are a winner. And uh, that mentality, you know, with that quote, it goes a long way. It goes to the fact that, you know, I don't expect Jimmy Rivera to ever show up soft for a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I try not to at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, dude, you know, in the lead-up to that fight against Yuri Alcantara, you know, we're all like, well, Jimmy's going to win the fight, but, you know, is he going to test his stand-up against a guy like Yuri? Because, I mean, dude, I'm a long-time fan of Yuri. I know how damn good that guy is. I know he's one of the scariest guys at 135 pounds, and it's not like you took the safe route and tried to grind him out. You went toe-to-toe with Yuri Alcantara. So, I mean, tell me what it was like to stand and trade with a dangerous guy like that. Um... You know, it's it's uh, it was it was very interesting. We really trained for him to be more aggressive, and obviously, he always trained a couple of game plans in case the stand up doesn't work. You go to something else, but uh, honestly, in the cage fight, and I thought he was even a lot more aggressive, and he started getting a little more aggressive in the third round. But in the first and second round, it was you know he was very tentative and holding back. I was you know I was doing things to maybe hopefully get him to throw a little bit and work. And you know, it was it was uh, it was it was weird. I was so surprised how tentative he was in the fight. Well, I mean, there was a reason he was so tentative. It's because of the pressure you were putting on him. And I mean, you're you know you're a short guy. He's five foot nine. What was it like closing the distance on such a tall guy? Because I mean, you walked him down, you cut off that ring. It was almost like what a tall guy does to a short guy. But here it was the complete opposite, man. Um, you know, it's just kind of just going forward. Really, uh, you know, keeping the pressure was one of the one of the main uh, goals and one of the main uh, game plans for the fight. And uh, it worked, you know, it worked. I, you know, there's always things I see I could do better in the fight, you know, I, I win or how, whatever it is, the outcome, you know, so I, I saw some stuff that I need to fix and go and watch, you know, going over the fight and watching it, it's just, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I like what I did. I wish I could do a little bit more. You know I mean? Put my hands a little bit more and worked a little bit more. But it was really, uh, it was a really, you know, interesting fight, at least for me, because seeing all his fights and seeing how, you know, experience it is and how aggressive he is uh it was a very interesting fight like just being there and, and fighting him yeah man last time we spoke on half the battle you know you mentioned how you would hit pedro munoz and you know you heard his orbital 
and you'd hit him with everything but the kitchen sink, but the guy would keep coming forward. He had a really good poker face. If we're gonna talk about poker faces, I mean, does Yuri Alcantara have the best poker face you've ever faced? Because I mean, the guy literally tried to act like it wasn't affecting him, but I mean, you and I both know it was, but he was trying to, you know, act like it was no big deal. Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I think so. I mean, I didn't hit him as much as Pedro and I hit each other. You know what I mean? But uh, I guess he had a good poker face. I don't, you know what? I, I can say Pedro has a better poker face because Pedro was still coming in no matter what. And he was still fighting the fight. You know, I, I could tell I threw some punches and Yuri kind of backed off and was really tentative about coming in and exchanging with me. Yeah, do you think Yuri was fearing the takedown and then when you started bombing on him on the feet, he was like, oh shit? Um, I, I can't, I can't tell on his perspective. My perspective is like, I had some good punches and got a certain backstress in there and some, uh, things, some power that he's, I feel like he's never felt or hasn't felt in a while or hasn't felt, uh, in general. Yeah, man. And you know, Towards the end of the second round, obviously you're controlling the entire round. He lands a nice straight punch. He puts you on your butt, and then you get right back up, and you know you you seal the deal. And in between rounds, your corner man was telling you like, "Hey, that only happened because you went backwards. So you just got to keep going forward." So for you, I mean, obviously I know you're a winner. I know getting dropped is no big deal. You'll get back up and keep fighting. So between rounds, was it just like, "All right, I just need to make that adjustment and keep going forward," or what? Yeah, I got to make that adjustment, keep going forward. I mean, we practice. I have one of the best lefties in my camp and just in general on the East Coast. And uh, his name is Julio Arce. And I actually train with Andy Main, who's a Penguins champ. And we really train a lot for Yuri. Um, one of the things that we didn't work on as much, and we did a couple a couple times in the locker room, was uh, Yuri has this thing where he throws his left hand and he trips with his right foot. So he does that at the same time. And both times he knocked me down wasn't like it was a hard shot knocking down. It was that uh, he hit me, and I went to go back, and as I went to go back, my front foot got tripped, and I fell. So you don't see the first one, but the second one, I'm like, oh, that's... I'm like, I'm like damn it, I see it right there in the second one when he did it, because I'm like, why did I fall? I'm like, it was a good shot, but it wasn't a shot that like, really put me on my ass, and then I see it in the second time I get knocked down. I'm like, oh, wow, he really he hit that trip punch, and, and, you know, obviously we don't practice it enough. It's not going to be able to... And I'll be able to be effective against it and defend myself against it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, speaking of in-between rounds, when you went to your corner, dude, you got a, a real family vibe in your corner. Like, everyone's super relaxed. They they believe in you so much. And, you know, even though, like, you did briefly get dropped, you still won the round. And, uh, I mean, can you talk about that family vibe in your corner, man? Because they really got your back. It was awesome to see. Yeah, my coaches, I've known them forever. You know I mean? I know Chip as I was a kid. I've been with Tyler Sherman since I was little. And it's one of the most important things to have that support there, you know. Sometimes people jump to team to team, but I think at the end of the day, it's not a it's not a good thing to do that because use that uh, that foundation you have. You start with that coach, and from there, you don't have the same bond if you jump with someone new. I've been, I know my coaches since I was nine years old. I know Tyler Sherman since I was a little kid. I used to train with his daughter, and... Uh, both his daughters actually. We used to train at the same school, and I know them for a while, and I've been, you know, fighting for a while. And we just have a bond where we're, we're even our even our teammates. We just have a bond where we're there for one another, no matter what. You know, we go to each other's fights, we post each other's pictures on Instagram and, and <laughs> social media, and we're just there for support. That's that's incredible, man. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what you do next. And you know, Yuri, uh, he tried to do that thing that flashy strikers try to do when they're frustrated, and that's they try to act like you're not doing anything when in actuality 
they're frozen. So, I mean, did you notice that? Because you mentioned earlier on the show that you were surprised at how hesitant he was. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm not the guy in there, but from someone that's watched this sport a long time, it looked to me like, you know, you were making him frozen with everything you were doing. So did you notice that he was trying to be a little, uh, I don't want to say cocky, but he was kind of trying to taunt you a little bit because I guess uh, he wanted to get his fight going. Yeah, he wanted me to run in. He wanted me to run in. Like like one of, I think, the last knockouts, the guy ran in, and he just called the guy with the left hand. And he wanted to run in, and I'm not like a dumb fighter, and I'm not going to let my emotions get over me at all. You know what I mean? I'm going to stay smart and just work. Like after the first round, I was just talking about it the other day with someone, um, uh, one of the Giants players uh, that I know that's good friends with Tyre Shulman. We were uh, just talking about the fight again, and he was like, did you see him get in your face? After that first round, just to kind of feel the deal in the round, I hit a double leg, and the round was over. He got up and tried to get in my face, and I didn't even notice it. He was like, did you even notice he got in your face? I'm like, no, I was looking for my corner. I didn't notice it until I watched the fight. You know what I mean? And obviously, he was trying to really tell me and get me to run in, but I wasn't going to play that game at all. Yeah, man, that, once again, that winner's mentality, and, you know, you mentioned the takedown at the end of the round, I was going to bring that up, you played the game so nicely, beat a dude up, and then get that takedown at the end of the round, so that no matter what, the judges score it for you. Yeah, it was uh, just something we've been working on, just, you know, just in case, you know, I saw how Faber and Frankie Sands fought him and beat him, and they grinded it out, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you need to grind out fights, but it's all, it's all different, I mean, the biggest thing is being able to have a stand-up, too. You know, you see a lot of people that just have a wrestling or a grappling background, but that's not going to always win all the time. Someone can stop the takedown. you got to be able to throw your hands. And you know, that's one of the things, you know, we, we, we dwell on, especially at, you know, at Tiger Showman's is just having really good kickboxing and making sure we, we stand up and we could, we could throw our hands, you know what I mean, and just work. Yeah, man, obviously you're confident in all areas of the game, but going into that fight, were you like, all right, I'm going to stand and trade with Uriel Alcantara, or I'm just going to take whatever comes? Um, you know what, she's a feel I'm gonna, I was like, I'm going like, to stand and trade, and let me see where it goes from there. You know, I knew he he wasn't the strongest wrestler watching him against Faber and Sands, and I knew he was a good grappler, so, but I'm like, oh, let, me see where, let me see where it goes. Let me start with my stand-up. After the first round, got back to the corner, was like, let's just keep doing what we're doing keep the pressure, keep throwing. I said, all right. You know what I mean? Because I can't, I can't see from there, but I trust my coaches. One of my coaches say, I'll just, I'll just do. Yeah, and how hard does he hit compared to some of the other guys you fought? The reason I'm asking is just because, like I mentioned earlier, man, I've been watching this guy for years, and he's always been one of the scariest bantamweights. Um, I think he's all that. I think he's got unbelievable kicks, I'll tell you that. He's got some great kicks. Um, I think anybody hits pretty hard in that position, just because he's got like four-ounce gloves, we barely have any pattern of the gloves and we're punching each other in the face. I mean, I think everybody hits hard. You know, I mean, you're not in the, the UFCs for nothing. You guys, you know, they're due to the elite. So uh, I think everybody hits hard, but uh, it depends on if you can take the punch or not. Some people can, some people get hit and shy away. You know, if I get, obviously, if I get hit, I'm going to keep coming after it. It just fuels the fire. Yeah, definitely, man. And at the end of the fight, when uh, he put his hands up, were you like, do you really think you won? No, nah, I didn't think he. I didn't think he won. I think maybe I, I might have lost uh, the third round. Third round was kind of close, but the first and second round, I didn't think so. And he got on top of the cage, and I was like, "What?" I was like, kind of like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Man, this is my home." I'm like, so I jumped on top of the cage and I put my hands up, but just being there, and, you know, with the crowd and it being so loud, it was it was unbelievable. So it was so so loud. They were talking about it. It was like 
the two times the loudest at the fight was my fight, and then when Anthony Johnson beat uh, Bader. Wow, that's incredible, man. I mean, what was it like getting your arm raised at home? Unbelievable feeling. It's the best feeling in the world. Oh, it's always. When your arms being raised anywhere, and especially at home, it's, it's just an unbelievable feeling. Like, it's so, like, I mean, my friends and my family and my fans and my students so proud. Wow, that that's incredible, dude. And I got to ask you about your weight cut because, I mean, you know, you are a shorter dude. What's it like cutting that weight, man? There's no chance you could ever make 125, right? It's a band weight for life, right? No, nah, yeah, I'm band weight for life. <laughs> 125, I'll cut off the leg and I'll make it. Right. So, I mean, what is that weight cut like to band weight, though? I mean, is it tough? Is it, Do you have it down to a science? What's the deal? Um, I got it down to science and it's just, you know, eating healthy and, and, and training, that's it. There's nothing, there's nothing else too crazy about it. I've done it plenty of times before. When I first started out 135, it was, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't used to it because I used to fight around my weight at like 150. So I kind of had to get used to it and figure out, you know, what to do and, and how to get down. And after you kind of figure it out, just, just go with the flow and it, it works every time and you just, you gotta just keep doing the same stuff every time. And, you know, sometimes the weight cuts hard, sometimes it's not. You know what I mean? I think as long as I repair, like I prepared for my last couple fights and had the time to train and make sure, you know, I, I always diet, but the diet, you know, really, really strict. When I do have a fight coming, I have no problem making it. Yeah, man. And obviously we all heard the news that MMA got legalized in New York a couple days ago. I mean, what was it like getting the news when you heard that? Because, I mean, it's literally your backyard. It's awesome. I mean, I'm literally walking in the city right now on East 23rd Street going to my school. And it's uh, it's a great thing that it's finally legal here. And um, they just came out with an article. I forgot what uh, who it was, but they had you no know, mentions of you know Weidman, Sterling, uh, Uriah Hall, um, a couple other people, and myself to fight at the Garden. And I know they booked Garden in November, so I'm hoping November time comes, I get that uh, I get that fight. I'm able to fight in the Garden and fight in my backyard. I mean. That would be unbelievable. We would have so much. Last time, last time we had someone fight in Garden was the Golden Gloves, and we had a thousand, thousand people there, at least. You know, from Tiger Showman, just to support our two fighters who were boxing in the Golden Gloves in Garden. So that was the last time we were there, and that was when I was a kid. I was like fourteen or fifteen. This time around, who knows how many? So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, all pans out and I can get on that card. Absolutely. Now, obviously, you're a fighter. You'll fight anyone, anytime, any place. But are you going to specifically lobby to fight on that New York card, or are you just going to take whatever they give you? I'm just going to take whatever they give me. You know what I mean? Hopefully, it's another stepping stone to keep working myself way up on the on the rankings and work myself close to the title fight. But whatever you know, whatever they give me, they give me. Yeah, and I mean, how far away in your mind are you from that title shot? Because look. For UFC fans, they're just getting exposed to you. But for hardcore fans and people that you know have looked up your past fights, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you've got the credentials to challenge for that title already. But do you still want to get a little bit more UFC experience? If they wanted me to fight the champ, Cruz or whoever it is after the Cruz and Saber fight, you know, I'll fight him. I mean, I could go in right away. What I think you'll see, maybe, maybe I'll have me fight two or three more times, and as long as I keep winning. Hopefully, I'll get that title shot. Absolutely. So, I mean, in your mind, you know, next year, like, when, when do you want that title shot, man? Because, I mean, 19-1, and one, one doesn't simply go 19-1 and one in pro MMA. Obviously, last time you were on the show, we talked about how invaluable that experience was. You know, because a lot of people, they come into the UFC and... 
man, they might not be ready, but dude, you were beyond ready when you got here. So like I said, you know, you're going to do whatever they, they want you to do. But for you personally, do you feel like you're ready for that? Um, yeah, I do. I hope, hopefully, you know, whatever it is, at, at, at this year, next year, you know, I can't, I can't really say. I just hope it's, I hope it's soon. Yeah, definitely, man. So, uh, you briefly mentioned, you know, Uriah Hall and, uh, I'm not, does he still train at Tiger Shulman or did he used to? No, he used to. Okay. Well, he, he, he recently got announced that he's fighting Anderson Silva. I know you got a little insider info. I want your perspective on this fight just because it's really interesting to me because, you know, Hall, he's got all the talent in the world, but he's fighting a guy that he used to look up to and a guy that he's almost emulated his style after. So it's such an intriguing dynamic. What do you think about that fight, man? Um, I think that fight is uh, it's going to be an interesting fight. You know, Andrew Silva is a more experienced. Paul, I think, is uh, I think they're both really talented. It's just who's going to pull it out? Pull it out, and who's going to show up? You know, I mean, Anderson last fight he showed up and he was just trying to look for the one punch knockout, and this thing outworked him. You know, I had this thing win the fight, and then last fight Paul just um, I think mentally wasn't there for the fight. He fought someone that. I think he could beat. And uh, when he fought, was it Musabi? How do you pronounce the last name? Uh, uh, Whitaker. But he fought Musasi before that. Yeah. That's a tough fight. And he went there. He got the back. I did great. And then the Whitaker fight, he, he should have won that. But, you know, you don't know who's going to show up there. As much as people think fighting physical, it's as mental. So you got to make sure your head's right. And you got to be ready to go in there and do your thing. Absolutely, man. It's going to be such a great fight. So, I mean, do you mind giving me a couple of predictions on a couple of fights before we get out of here, man? Yeah, sure. All right. So, UFC 197. John Jones is rematching Daniel Cormier. I got John Jones here, but I want to know your perspective on this fight, man. Um, I, I think John Jones is going to win again. Um, you know, I'm not doing this for me. I think I got Jones in that one. Yeah, and you think he's going to finish him this time, or is it going to be another hard-fought decision? I don't know. You know, I mean, he's so talented. I feel like last time he could have finished it. I just felt like he wanted to fight to go all the way to the end and keep punching and kicking and, and dominating Cormier, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And also on that card, Demetrius Johnson, he's putting his title on the line against the gold medalist Olympian, Henry Cejudo. In my opinion, you know, this is the first time that there's a guy that, you know, I don't think he's going to be broken before the fight starts. A lot of these guys that fought DJ... They uh, they kind of, you know, it's kind of like when uh, people used to fight Anderson back in the day. They break before the fight, and then they go out there and stare at him. I don't think Cejudo is going to be the guy to go out there and do that. I think he's a guy that can rise to the occasion. The question is, will he rise to the occasion? Yeah. Um, you know, I know he's a tough kid, but I think Demetrius Johnson is still um unbelievable athlete, and he's very, very good at mixing everything up. And I have jobs in that fight. Yeah, I mean, Johnson, I mean, he's he's an incredible fighter. So one more fight prediction before we get out of here. Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson. I mean, holy shit, because, you know, Khabib, he's 20-0, and 0, but he's been out for two years. You know, his last win was against the lightweight champion, Rafael Dos Anjos, but Tony Ferguson, in the time that Khabib's been gone, you know, he's gone 4-0, and 0, he's had four performance bonuses, he keeps getting better every single fight, he's got the momentum heading into this one, but he is an underdog here. So who you got, Khabib or El Kukui? I mean, I'm a big fan of Ferguson. I think Ferguson's going to win, especially with that two-year layoff. I mean, it, I understand, you know, some people get ring rust, some people don't. I think it's all a mental thing. Like, Cruz went in there. He didn't have the ring rust. But 
he definitely felt it in the fourth and fifth round. He's laid around to fight because you're just not used to that as if you're uh, fighting frequently. Um, I think I got Ferguson, to be honest with you. He's, he's got so much better since when he first started in the UFC until now. He's unbelievable, I think. I think he's a post. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one, man. I got Tony Okukui Ferguson. I think that he's going to get the big upset. I'm not sure why he's the underdog. I mean, I understand the credentials, you know, behind Khabib. He's an incredible fighter. He's 20-0. and One doesn't simply go 20-0. and But the thing is, man, with his style of wrestling and chaining all those uh, takedowns together, it's going to be hard with two back-to-back ACL surgeries. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see who the better man is that night. So, Jimmy, I know you're a future champion. What's the next step? Um... Hopefully, we get a fight soon. I've been uh, asking uh, uh, Sean when I'll be fighting and what's going to happen. And hopefully, I hear some fight news soon and I'll be fighting now. And hopefully, you know, maybe fight, you know, one, or one time or fight in November for the, in the MSG, MSG. For sure. And uh, I got a couple fan questions. They, for some reason, the fans want you to call out Aljamain Sterling. I'm like, dude, uh, Jimmy's not really that kind of guy to call someone out. He'll fight anyone, anytime, any place. But I mean, if you feel inclined to do so, now would be the time. But I know you're not that kind of guy. Nah, I mean, I'll fight Sterling. We were supposed to fight a couple times. And he kind of dodged a bullet on it. And then he got in the UFC. He was like, when you get to see, I'll fight you. And I'm in the UFC now. And I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of beef between him and Caraway, and I think the UFC is going to make that fight. Um, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't know. But I think I can sell and be great. I can't wait to fight him. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that, honestly. But, uh, dude, so you said you guys were supposed to fight outside of the UFC a couple times? Yeah, we were supposed to fight one time. I think it was World Series of Fighting, and maybe one time World Series of Fighting, and at least two times in CFFC. And uh, why did it fall through? Um, they just wouldn't give me the fight the first time, and then the second time, you know, maybe two months, three months out, he got signed to the UFC, so they had to find uh, the next best thing, which was that's when I won the belt against Andrew Garnell. Okay, I got you, man. Well, damn, there's some history there, so it's a fight a long time in the making. Obviously, they're probably going to do Caraway versus Sterling, but at some point... I know you're going to fight that guy, and you know we don't want to disrespect him or anything, but you and I know, know what's going to happen there. So, Jimmy, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me once again on Half the Battle. Obviously, you're welcome back anytime you want, man. And uh, we just can't wait to see you do great things, bro. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me on the show, too. Yeah, absolutely, man. So for all the fans, follow Jimmy Rivera on Twitter, at JimmyRivera135. And uh, definitely follow his career. Follow me at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com. And uh, subscribe to the Half the Battle podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And until the next time, enjoy the fights.